0: It's time for another exciting edition of Odyssey's new podcast, Name That News. As always, Mark Menard here with you, along with Zach Clark and another round of clips taken wildly out of context from an entire week's worth of news. We've got last week's cliffhanger question of the week to solve for you in a little bit. But first, let's get into some of this week's news. And I guess, first of all, Zach, how are you?
1: Mark, I'm doing great, though. I got to say, I'm not doing as, as well as you are. It's not Mardi Gras week for me. It's just <laughs> February in Detroit. Yeah, I'm down here in New Orleans.
0: It's been a little bit of a party. But, of course, you know, that ended halfway through the week. And so then you get back to the slog. I do think it's a little bit warmer down here than you're experiencing.
1: Mark's in a tank top, and I'm wearing like eight layers inside of my studio. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a balmy 78 down here today, and I I think that's going to make a lot of people mad listening to this, because I know most of the country is like minus 30.
1: Yeah, we're about half that, so lucky you.
0: Let's stop gloating about the weather down here, and we'll get into the questions. This first one comes from WBEN in Buffalo, New York, and it's a clip from an interview with New York State Senator Tim Kennedy. I think there's been an, an, an entire misinformation campaign from the other side and the facts have been maligned. Uh, no one's uh, banning So what is the thing that Senator Kennedy is adamantly asserting will not be banned? Is it A, pit bulls in the dog park? Is it B, gas stoves? Or is it C, wearing shorts to the polls on election day?
1: There's always conversation about pit bulls. Are they safe? Are they not safe? But you said that was in Buffalo, New York, right? Right. So I think I found a flaw in your methodology here. (laughs) It is so cold in Buffalo, especially in November. Now, we could be talking primaries. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to take a cheap shot here, Mark, and say gas stoves because there's been so much talk about that lately. Well, look, I think that you know
0: as well as I do that there's always someone who's going to wear shorts in 30 degrees. Oh, shorts guy. Just to be a little bit obstinate about the situation. You're right. Shorts guy's real. But in this case, no, it's not shorts on election day in Buffalo. It is gas stoves. There's been a lot of hubbub about a possible banning of gas stoves, and now people have come out and said, no, that's not on the table. That's misinformation. And I guess that's what state Senator Kennedy was referencing there. No ban on gas stoves in the state of New York for the foreseeable future. Good news if you've got your gas stove at home.
1: You know, I got to say, Mark, because I'm looking at my 2023 bingo card, I didn't have, you'll get my gas stove over my dead body. I didn't have that one, but, you know, (laughs) here we are. Yeah, we
0: didn't have the criminalization of cooking fried eggs on your gas stovetop on the
1: card for this year. All right, Mark, let's start here. This clip comes from WWJ in Detroit. As he was searched before beginning work, another officer noticed looked a little strange. Were then searched with drugs and cell phones found inside. All right, Mark, where were the drugs found? A, were they in the officer's beard? Were they found, as my mother would say, where the sun doesn't shine? Or were they found in a package of snacks in the beard is a
0: bit of a tough call there because i feel like they could fall out and then you're in big trouble especially if you owe somebody for those uh so i'm not gonna go within the beard so then we're a package of snacks or where the sun doesn't shine i think we all know that sometimes drugs get smuggled where the sun doesn't shine and i think maybe that's the unfortunate answer i'm gonna go with where the sun doesn't shine it was
1: actually found in a package of snacks. Oh, good. Okay. Thank you. That's what you want to hear. But I found it interesting that his fellow officer was like, Hey, those Doritos don't look right. Was he going to poach his lunch later? That's why I <laughs> want to know what he was looking at.
0: Get your eyes out of my bag. Keep them on your own lunch. I think I would have to have a contract with my dealer where it's like, I don't want these to come from anywhere where they were shoved inside
1: of somebody. <laughs> these need to be smuggled differently for me. I like that idea. Doing illicit things using legal contracts. I think that's a great yes. idea. Get it
0: notarized because it's not legal unless it's notarized. <laughs> so this next one is from our friends at KRLD in Dallas, Texas. And it's about a lawsuit with a hefty settlement against a pair of dentists. Take a listen. In July of 2021, the Labor Department filed suit. And earlier this month, the court ordered the dentists to pay the fired employees $15,700 in back pay. So why did the dentists have to pay up to their former employees? Is it A, using them as practice patients, B, too few days off, or was it C, just
1: a simple old wrongful termination? I don't think anybody likes going to the dentist. Maybe somebody does. But the notion of being a practice patient... (laughs) <laughs> sounds so horrifying. Hey, hold still. What happened? I don't know. Wrong tooth. Don't worry about it. We'll just jam it right back in like a hockey player. That sounds terrible. We say this every week. <laughs> there is a question in which I'll quit over. If the answer comes out a certain way, this might be it. This might be it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping it's just wrongful termination, but I'm afraid it's not going to be. You're right. It is just regular old wrongful termination. Back
0: in 2021, two dental hygienists had questioned their bosses about COVID protocols and they got fired over it. And so they were ordered to pay up a nice chunk of change to their former employees because of it.
1: Thank God. (laughs) When I was a little kid, there was a really B-horror movie called Dr. Giggles. Oh yeah, Dr. Giggles. Yeah, have a heart, right? He chucks the heart at the guy. (laughs) I, I was thinking about Dr. Giggles, but like horror and dentistry as opposed to horror and heart doctor. Either way, very scary. You know what's funny about that?
0: Is when I said practice patients, you automatically went to just yanking teeth out of someone's mouth and not just a regular <laughs> cleaning. They weren't just practicing cleaning their teeth. They had to be practicing yanking teeth out. It wasn't practicing putting on the lead robe and running out of the room. Right. Okay. That's no, fair. It wasn't something innocuous. You went to the worst possible solution in your head.
1: Probably says more about me than it does about <laughs> anybody else. All right. You're up. We're going to WBBM in Chicago. Here we go. The trailer of the truck ripped open, spilling 40,000 pounds of everywhere. The right lane of the highway was shut down for several hours so the could be loaded onto another semi. What was spilled on the freeway? Was it enough malort for all of Chicago? Was it the mail for the entire Midwest? Or the waste from (laughs) Dave Matthews' tour bus? I remember the Dave Matthews
0: waste incident dumped it onto the freeway accidentally, and a big mess ensued. I don't think Dave's going to make that mistake again. I think he learned his lesson. You know what? Uh, I'm going to say it was a spillage of mail.
1: It was indeed the mail, my friend. It was 40,000 pounds of mail. This actually happened in Indiana. Now, I got to say, I don't know if it was for the entire Midwest, but when I visualize 40,000 pounds of mail... I feel like it's probably pretty close. And most of them were asking about your car's extended warranty. Yes, or we heard you're moving. Here's 80,000 coupons. You've lived in the same house for 10 years. (laughs) So now that finally brings us to the portion
0: of the program that we call the cliffhanger question of the week. And before we get to this week's, we have to settle last week's question. It was from an interview on WWL in New Orleans where they were discussing a survey that rated the most effective Super Bowl ads. Here's what they had to say as a reminder about the commercial that they rated number one.
1: Well, the thing that that spot did really well is it demonstrated what the product could do. So you looked at it, you knew what what it was and why you should use it. It was like a product demonstration.
0: What was the ad for? A, a new phone that takes amazing pictures. B, was it simply beer? Or C, was it another unidentified object shot down by the military?
1: Now remember, this was the question mark where I said if the answer was Chinese Spy Balloon, I would quit because the first two answers last week were Chinese Spy Balloon. (laughs) I was unsettled on the answer because I figured like you listen to the context of the commercial and it sounds like it would be a phone. But back in the day, there was no better commercial during the Super Bowl than that made by a beer company. So I'm going to say beer company, but I'm going to say it without much confidence.
0: All right, look, there was a running theme last week and I'm glad you picked up on it because I laid it on pretty thick. There were a lot of questions about the Chinese spy balloons, because that's what was in the news, and that's what we bring you here on Name That News, the week's worth of content. But it was not an ad by China or an extraterrestrial. It was not beer. It was actually a new phone that takes amazing pictures, the Google Pixel. We all saw the ad where they take out people from the background and all that other stuff. And apparently it worked very effectively. It showed off what the phone could do. And it was rated the number one most effective Super Bowl ad. Maybe not the one that people liked the most, but considered the most effective.
1: I thought the answer was going to be, and it wasn't in the option. So I knew it wasn't. Tubi did a really good job of making it seem like you were still watching the game, though the tip off was they were dressed differently. Didn't think about that one. That's what I thought this was going.
0: They broke up a lot of families with that ad, apparently. <laughs> People got very angry thinking someone in the house was changing the channel.
1: How dare you!
0: <laughs> All right, so that brings us to this week's cliffhanger question of the week, and it's your turn. What you got?
1: All right, Mark, we're going to 1010 wins. the Big Apple, New York City. Check it out.
0: All eyes on the Hudson River here at Nyack Beach State Park. Folks are hoping to catch a glimpse of a <laughs> that's visiting this winter. A rare sighting
1: what was the attraction? Was it a harbor seal? Was it a group of New Yorkers ready to argue about pizza and bagels? Or, remember, a rare sighting. Was it George Santos telling the truth? Oh. Remember, he's a New York congressman.
0: He is. Look, you said rare. You didn't say impossible. So, um, you know what? I'm going to mull about it for the week. We'll come back next week and maybe I'll I'll know what it is.
1: For those at home, if they know what it is, come back next week to make sure you're right.
0: And that's it. That's another week's worth of amazing clips here. Thanks for joining us, and if you like what you heard, then please pound that subscribe button, bookmark us on your browser, set a reminder on your calendar, because we're going to be here every single week with another episode of Name That News.